0: Hi, I'm Tiffany Van Boxtel, and I'm a vocal coach. I help singers, singer-songwriters, and independent artists give vocal performances that they are proud of with as little as one hour a week of practice and without overpriced voice lessons. I am so excited to share all of the amazing guests, tips, and tricks on this podcast made specifically for singers, So be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you can tune in to a new episode every Tuesday. I get a ton of questions over vocal fatigue. Uh, A lot of people call this stamina, like they feel like they want more stamina with their voice or they feel like they get to the end of a show, even if it's a short show, and you feel like you can't control your voice anymore or it might be raspy or you might have lost it um that's not good like that we want you to be able to sing comfortably and efficiently and so managing vocal fatigue is a question that i get a lot in fact it was voted as one of the pop up lesson topics inside of the Star Singer Green Room. The Star Singer Green Room is a paid membership community and it's for singers who are serious about wanting to give amazing performances that they're proud of and they want to improve their voice. And we do this in a fun and supportive and super easy way. And we focus on doing 10 to 15 minutes of vocal exercises a day three to four times a week. And by having this focus and knowing exactly what to focus on, you are going to hear results in just that short amount of time. So it doesn't have to take forever and it doesn't have to cost hundreds of dollars. But anyway, inside there, one of the things that I love to do for the members is pop-up voice lessons. So inside of our members only Facebook group, we do a pop-up voice lesson about once a week. And the topic is voted on by the members, so when you're a member of the green room, you get to vote on what you'd like to learn, which is super awesome. And one of the most popular votes in recently has been managing vocal fatigue, and so I thought I would give you a sneak peek of one of our pop-up lessons over managing vocal fatigue because I've been getting so many questions about it. So in this episode, we're going to talk about what vocal fatigue is and what are some signs of vocal fatigue, the magic ratio of glottal resistance versus airflow. You're not going to want to miss that. Some recommended vocal exercises that you can do for airflow. And here's a big one. I get a lot of people that say, hey, Tiffany, yeah, um, so I've been doing these, I've been doing vocal exercises on YouTube and I sound okay when I do them, but when I tried to bring them into the context of a song, that's when I'm really having problems and that's why I love these exercises in the green room because we're focused on the concept of the exercise, not just simply running scales. So in this lesson, we're also going to talk about how to solve problems using these exercises within the context of your songs. So that's really exciting and I'm going to give you some solutions for airflow and pitch problems as well. So you are not going to want to miss this. Let's get started. But before we get started, if you want to figure out, if you want to be able to identify what you should be working on so that you can improve your voice and get results in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, three to four times a week, that's less than an hour of practice. Like if you could get where you, imagine if with just that small amount of time you could do what you wanted to do with your singing a lot of people don't align their dreams and goals with what they're actually practicing and in this free training i'm going to show you right now um we are going to go through how to create a training plan based on your own unique dreams and goals and i'm also going to give you the four-step process so that you can captivate your audience and give vocal performances and create recordings that you are proud of. And you can go check that out over at starsinger.co slash captivate now. Okay, now let's get started. (laughs) Hello, how are you doing? (laughs) That was really loud. Okay, so anyway, I, we, the vote this week is about managing vocal fatigue. So let's talk about vocal fatigue. First of all, what is vocal fatigue and what are some signs of vocal fatigue? So vocal fatigue could be when you are hearing maybe sort of a raspiness, sort of a breathiness, you're feeling maybe some loss of access to notes. Uh, usually the first signs are you lose, you know, access to one range, you're lower and you're higher. If that starts to happen, you should stop singing immediately. Otherwise you are going to make it worse. So the first thing about this is awareness, being aware of how your voice sounds and how your voice feels, because it can be possible to push it too hard in certain situations, especially live performance situations. Maybe when the sound setup isn't that great and you don't feel like you can hear yourself. Maybe when you're singing a difficult song. Maybe when you're singing a song that's more that's higher and more powerful. Maybe when you're choosing to like belt a song. Whatever this is. Now, here is the thing. In a perfect world, you would be able... Hey, Mike. In a perfect world, you would be able to sing... A live show, I mean, the expert, you know, like vocal scientists. (laughs) Vocal scientists would say that you could be able to sing for 24 hours a day without hurting your voice or needing a break if your technique was perfect and efficient. Now, this obviously doesn't work with the energy issue and you need sleep and that's important as well, right? But in a perfect world, all things considered, with that being said, you should be able to manage an hour-long show with absolutely no problems. Um, I've sung in shows for about four hours. Let me tell you, that is is very—that is a very, very long time. <laughs> That's a very long time, um, especially with popular music. Um, there's, I found that it's a lot easier to sing more classical opera-type music for longer periods of time. Um, because that style is does have a tendency to be scientifically proven as more efficient, but if you if you're shooting for an hour, if you are singing an hour long show and your voice is your voice now not your body, your voice <laughs> is tired at the end, or you're seeing these signs of vocal fatigue, maybe this raspiness, maybe this loss of range, maybe this feeling of weakness, uh, maybe this breathiness in the sound. Uh, when you're when you're thinking about it, you're like, how does it sound and how does it feel? When you're assessing the situation, um, but if you're doing an hour an hour worth of music and your voice is tired, there's something that can be improved with your technique. Okay, so let's talk about why this happens and what an optimal environment is and how to get there. <laughs> when you're okay, when you're singing, you have the you have glottal resistance. Okay. So, your glottis comes together, and your vocal folds vibrate very, very, very fast. So, at an A440, 440 hertz, that means your vocal folds are vibrating at 440 hertz per second. So, the glottis seals, everything flutters, it's all very, very, very nice. You have this thing called glottal resistance. If the glottis doesn't have resistance, it has like a pocket of air in it. Um, and that's where you're gonna get that breathy sound or that's where you're gonna lack power or lack the core sound, right? So you want the airflow and the glottal resistance to be equal. Let's say that we want a one to one ratio, right? When things aren't working the way that you want, like for example, let's say you don't feel like it's it's powerful enough or you don't feel like the sound is strong enough, or when your breath is running out. What most people tend to do is they tend to work that glottal resistance. Oh, I'm just going to push harder. I'm going to, and even if that pressure is coming from your body, you know, like, like you're bearing down, like if you pretended that, if, if we pretend together that you're lifting something heavy, like you're going to lift something really, really heavy. Like, and you get down, and you're like, Ugh! and you kind of like, you kind of lift it. Hey, Michelle, you kind of lift it. What do you do? You grunt, you bear down, you can feel that tightness, right? So it's, it's in our human nature. Especially in our culture right now, you know to push through the end of it Like just keep going push through and that doesn't really work for singing when you do that What's gonna happen is you're actually going to increase the pressure, right? So now what's happening is your glottal resistance Let's say is at a two and your airflow is still at a one (laughs) think about like it makes me think of, like, a bottle of pop that's been, like, shaken up. Oh, jeez. I opened a can of worms with a whole pop soda thing. Um, and write your preference below. I'm so curious. Um, and it helps me kind of know where you're from. <laughs> but anyway, reminds me have like, a bottle of pop that's being, like, shaken up and it's, like, ready to explode. That's what happens when there's too much pressure. We want a nice flow. If there's too much pressure on... On the cords, what happens? Michelle says pop. Yeah, girl. Um, When there's too much pressure on the vocal folds, like what happens is it can create some problems, right? It can cause some inflammation. Instead of the vocal folds all fluttering together happily, now they're like slapping together really hard and violent. And I'm sorry that that was annoying, but I really wanted to get the point across that that's, that's what happens inside. <laughs> oh ooh, Wisconsin rocks. Are you from Wisconsin, Michelle? That would be so cool if you are. Yeah, so so that's that's what happens. Ooh, Carolyn says soda. Soda. Oh, oh. That's cool. I, I like I call it soda too sometimes. But if I'm not thinking I say pop. It's interesting. Um, but there there's too much pressure. And That's bad. I mean, that is bad for the voice. We don't want to be singing with too much pressure. Another thing that can happen is even though you feel like you're giving it more airflow and more air pressure, we can also, at the same time, constrict the sound with the throat and the body, which creates even more pressure. And this is really hard on the voice. It can cause inflammation. Long term, it can cause nodules. Um, It can cause trouble on, like the arytenoids where they don't come together and the glottis doesn't make a seal. And then all of a sudden, Mike says, soda, duh. (laughs) Oh, so funny. You guys are too much. Um, But for whatever reason, what happens, you know, we might have this this damage on our vocal cords. And this creates pockets of air. And that's where you're going to get that breathiness, that weakness, that raspiness when you don't want it. And so, we need to try to get our airflow and our glottal resistance at a one-to-one ratio. So, for me, personally, recommending things for you, when you feel like the sound isn't powerful enough, or you don't like the core sound, or you feel like it's weak, or it doesn't have enough depth and maturity, I would say 9 out of 10 times, maybe even more, maybe even more. The answer is, let's focus on the airflow. Let's focus on that. We are not going to focus on the glottal resistance. Why? Because I don't want to think about what's going on in here. Because I can't see it and I can't control it. We don't ever want to be thinking about anything that's going on in here. This should happen automatically from what we choose to do outside of that. So I love the answer is always thinking about airflow and breath. Now in some cases, we do have to consider that glottal resistance and we do have to practice the different muscle groups coming together. Okay, you have different muscle groups. In your head voice, you've got cricothyroid, wait. Yes, cricothyroid muscles. And, like, like for example, in the head voice you've got cricothyroid muscles, in the chest voice you have thyroarytenoid muscles. I mean, it's really not quite the same, but if you think of it like a bicep-tricep relationship, they both work together, but we do have exercises that we can use to strengthen them separately, so that when they come together to do a job, like lifting a heavy object, it's a lot easier. So, in the same way, when we train these vocal muscle groups separately, we can Then we can also train them together so that when they are doing a job, like singing a song that we want to sing, and we want to paint with different color palettes, we want to be able to sing high and floaty, but we also want to be able to sing robust and chesty. Like we have that color palette to paint with. We have all of that at our disposal. So that's a super cool. Hey Chuck, and one way that we can do this is to really work on that airflow. So the basics, the basics. I am so adamant that these couple of exercises will solve 80% of everything that you have going on that you wanna iron out. And then you can get more detailed and more specific from there. So I love my lip buzzes. I love my timing of the breath. These things are great things and they're in the green room for you to practice. These things are gonna help you with that airflow so you don't resort to clamping, you know, or you don't run out of air so that your body clamps and creates that pressure. So you can sing for long periods of time without worrying about hurting your voice or without worrying if that high range is gonna go at the very end of your set, um, which by the way, pro tip, if you do have a song that's higher and more powerful and you do wanna go all out for it, and it is a little bit harder on the voice that's okay like we have to have fun we can't be robots right put that at the end of your set list so you can just bust it out and you don't have to worry about it right okay so what we really want to do is we really want to focus on the air flow oh okay back to the separate muscle groups so You do need to work on your glottal resistance, for example, if you want to sing higher and more powerful and add a little mix to your voice, you are going to need to work those head voice muscle groups and those head voice exercises, and that is going to automatically do that glottal resistance work for you. You're not going to have to think about it. You just push play and you do the exercises, right? It's great. But when you do have a problem that needs a solution, when it comes to this ratio, I want you to think more airflow. You got a note. You got a really high note to sing. Always airflow, right? Test it with those lip buzzes. Um, I don't know. I, I don't even know. Let's see powerful but like can you lip buzz that or are you going if you're doing that you have way too much pressure way too much if you can't even start the start the lip buzz way too much pressure if you stop in the middle that means you know you you increase the pressure this can that can happen if you like let's say you're in the middle of a phrase and you go up to this high note you know I don't know. Like, I don't know, you have something like... like, You know, you're like pushing. If you hear that pressure change... If you hear that pressure change, that means that you're putting more pressure on that higher note and you don't want to do that. That's why you have pitch problems. That's why you have pressure problems up there. It's got to... Flow. Michelle says, I can't lip trill at all. Oh, get started. Get started. Those exercises are in the green room. Do it. Log in. Do it. <sighs> They're, they seem stupid. I get it. It seems dumb, but it is so helpful. Like, if you are singing a song and you're like... And first is like you can hear how consistent and smooth that is. So you'll be able to tell if you're doing something subconsciously. Like, it'll come out and you'll be like, oh, I'm giving that higher note way more pressure than this other note. If I want it to be consistent, I need to stay open and connected. So in- now instead of like, woo." That sounds terrible, right? You can hear my voice crack. You could even, you could have, if you listened very carefully, you heard my speaking voice be affected by that one note with too much pressure. That's how essential it is that you're thinking about this and taking care of your voice in this way. So now if I say, oh, because... Sometimes when we're singing, we don't know. You know, we're just thinking about that high note and we want it to come out really good. You know, that's maybe all that's on your mind. So you have to put on your scientist coat and you have to say, okay, why didn't that come out the way I wanted it to? You can go back and you can do this lip buzz test. And you say, Oh. Oh, clearly I'm giving more air because you can tell with the buzz, right? Okay, okay, cool. Now I'm gonna really try to focus on consistent airflow. Let's see, let's see if I can do that. Beautiful. Okay, now let's try to put that feeling into that note when I'm opening up and singing. Nice, right? Versus like like, no, absolutely not. Perfect. Much better. Much better. So, this is powerful. Not only are these going to strengthen the muscles that you're using for breath control, but it's going to have you monitor that airflow. So, you can ask the question oh, okay, am I at that one to one ratio? is my glottal resistance and my airflow. And remember, you never have to be thinking about glottal resistance. You're always going to think about the airflow. For example, if I sing a song and I'm like, uh, that's like something that I would say is super breathy. Okay, let's say together, let's agree that that's super breathy, right? So my airflow <laughs> was like like meh. Now, let's let's take that up to like a level 5. I'm going to give it a little bit more airflow. And when I think about airflow, I'm just going to think about like like Blowing a stream of air like you are a frost prince or a frost princess or king or queen or whatever you want to be, like you are in charge of that forest and you are blowing the ice out of your mouth and freezing the trees. Okay, so and the trees are kind of far away, you want them to be far away so you direct that stream of air, you know, far away, right? Okay, so now I'm gonna give that same note. Like a level five airflow. I'm gonna think about the stream of air that's coming out of my mouth. Okay, cool. Versus, like, and you can see actually, if you listen, I wasn't even trying to do it, and my pitch is great. Like, this. I'm not being egotistical and I'm not, I just want you to know that I'm not being biased here, that when the airflow is <laughs> not sufficient, the pitch will suffer. And most of the times it will go flat. Now, let's say my airflow is too much. I have too much pressure. Mm. Ooh. Now that was, that was being kind of biased because I was also thinking about like clenching. So let me try again. <laughs> Too much, right? The onset is ugly, it's gross. So, now let's try level eight airflow. Ooh. Perfect, perfect. And this is all thinking about airflow. I wasn't thinking about space, I wasn't thinking about pitch, I wasn't thinking about resistance. This is all thinking about the airflow and considering when you're singing a song, thinking about how that airflow connects from one note to the next. Instead of worrying about pitch, how could the pitch possibly be consistent if these things aren't in place? Well, they can't be. It's scientifically impossible. You know? So don't be so hard on yourself when it comes to that kind of thing. Instead, we can put on our scientist coat and think of different, other different ways of doing this. So if you wanna practice some of these exercises, these are all in the green room for you. I would recommend practicing number three, the lip buzz exercises under the foundational and motivational warmups. Another thing that really goes with that is the timing of the breath exercise. There's two of those. So number one and two, in the same section, the foundational and motivational warm ups, and then the other thing that would probably be really good is making sure that you're releasing everything and not holding everything in, not being tight, because it's easy when you when you are giving more energy to tighten up in the body and to hold the voice back. So to practice the release, there's. A voice lesson called rhythm meter and timing of the breath and you can find that inside the foundational and no the foundational breathing te- techniques course that's in there and that's going to help you with releasing the voice then if if you are feeling fatigued because you want a more powerful sound and you tend to be pushing a lot with the chest voice Let's go the direction and get you a healthy mix. Last time I went live, I talked about mastering the mix. So literally inside this Facebook group, just go up to the little search bar and type mastering the mix. and ma- Or the mixed voice, mastering the mixed voice maybe. And you can like choose video as your filter and it should pop right up. But we talked about the steps about how to do that. So you would do that inside sing higher elite, which is inside the green room. So that's gonna help you get more comfortable with the glottal resistance that you need for those higher notes. But remember, you're not gonna have to think about it. Just go in there, push those exercises and do it. Like you don't have, we don't want you to be thinking about anything that goes on inside here because that's not productive and it doesn't usually work. So those are my recommendations for you. If you have another goal in mind, When it comes to managing your vocal fatigue and I didn't cover it, please feel free to type any questions that you have below and I will follow up with you. But I can't wait for you to try these things and I hope that you have a great night. Thank you so much for choosing to hang out with me today. You are amazing for pursuing your dreams and becoming the star singer that you were meant to be. You can join the star singer movement by leaving a rating and review on iTunes or sharing this episode on IG stories, leaving a rating and sharing this episode helps this podcast get seen by way more singers just like you. And that is creating a massive impact in one of the giant goals of this podcast, which is eliminating fear Anxiety and non productive competition from the music industry, and helping to create a new music industry for singers based on collaboration, love, and making a difference and a real impact with your music.